Hey, we get it. You don't want to be hearing a progressive commercial right now. So let us tell you something you do want to hear. No one is funnier than you. People laugh just thinking about the things you've said. I'm laughing at one of them right now. Coworkers repeat your jokes at the office, but they're never as good as when you tell them and shame on them for trying. There. Don't you feel better? You'll also feel better knowing you could save when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Although I'm sure you'd have a funnier way to say that. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. HD Smartcast. You're listening to a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hi, this is Manjula Narayan, National Books Editor, Hindustan Times, and this is the Books and Authors Podcast. It's a weekly podcast where I speak to authors who've got a new book out. So today I'm with Luke Leroux, who's co-authored Rumble in a Village with Jodres, and both of them are economists. And Luke has been with with the IMF, and so Luke, tell us about this collaboration. Uh, you know, with um, with Jodres, the two of you. On the novel in an Indian village in the 1980s. Yes, 1984, actually, because that's the time when Jean uh, lived there as a farmer for one whole year and kept a diary. That's how it started, really. Uh, Mm. Jean and I are still getting together. Um, We are still talking to each other, uh, not through lawyers. Uh, (laughs) It was quite easy, actually, to work with him, first of all, because we, we have a common set of references. We are both Belgians. We are both economists. You mentioned Mm -hmm. that. We both studied at the Indian Statistical Institute in New Delhi. We Mm -hmm. were, well, I was married to an Indian lady who passed away uh, seven years ago now. And the book is in in her memory, really. And she was Indian. That's Rika. Her real name was Sumita. And that will give you a hint about the heroine who is called Smita. So so it's not that we are not aware that Smita is not the name uh, of Uttar Pradesh, but uh, we just did that uh, Mm -hmm. as an homage, really. Um, So we are still talking. We are getting along. Uh, Not all collaborations (laughs) uh, go on so nicely. I'm currently involved in in a book, uh, with somebody else, and it's a bit more complicated. In <laughs> this case, though, we we really needed each other. Uh, Jean, as I said, he has spent a lot of time uh, in the village. Me, I, I visited a, couple, a number of times, actually, and I wrote a history of the village, whereas Jean wrote a diary every day, keeping track of events the way Jean does. Eh? It's extremely organized, all that. And... Uh, I'm a novelist. I, I wrote uh, several novels in, and, and short stories in French. Uh, mm. So I thought that I would try my hand at this one because uh, there was quite a lot of material uh, there. And we are not the only ones. I have in front of me a list of 12 books, some of them extremely famous. And uh, I hope we become as famous as these people, but uh, <laughs> that, that uh, are written by, by, by several Authors. I don't know whether they have divorced, but I see that all they don't talk to each other anymore because they, there is also couples. But but really, they, they go on. So I guess uh, the, they continue to have a life together somehow. 
So we merged both the documents. There was a lot of discussions. I kept visiting India. Uh, and uh, that's, by the way, the fact that I was married to, to, to Reka or to Sumita, uh, who is from Orissa, who was from Orissa, uh, explains why I'm an overseas citizen of India, actually. Uh, so I can go oh. to India rather easily. So that's it. And it worked well. Okay, so you and Jean-Dres go back a very long way. So perhaps that's why it works well, the book, you know. And uh, also I was thinking when I read the book, it seemed to me that, you know, many things had changed about India, obviously, but also many things are, uh, you know, are yet to change. So if you can talk about that. That is true. Eh? In the book, we try to convey that, uh, that thing, that, uh, you know, what was true under the British uh, you, for example, the corruption, mm-hmm. where you see the the money that comes to just entertain one guy in Palampur for a little while, actually melts mm-hmm. and becomes even a debt for Smita's grandmother, who has to pay back some money. Um, mm-hmm. You you still have that in the in the, the corruption levels are high and violence levels are also high. I was looking yeah. the U, UP in particular has uh, has. Uh, Quite a bit of violence. Huh? It's an oppressive place in many ways that, that is difficult to live for Dalits, women, and yeah. other groups. And recently you have that young lady, 19 years old, who has been raped. Yeah. So, you know, we have tried to convey with some humor. I hope you, you, you have uh, appreciated the humor, but uh, yeah. as, as a tool to convey tough messages. And there are some tough messages that, uh, that need to be conveyed, I think. And I, I, I would be happy if we are we help conveying the people and maybe make changes even though not not everything is dark you've put out um how you know how violent it is but also how people are kind of resilient and sort of still find joy in uh, very strange you know terrible circumstances Yes, they find joys, things happen, and uh, but also there is a ray of hope for the longer term, I think. For example, we describe in the book the arrival of the first tractor in the village, you know, when it yes. goes, it's yes. a Murao actually who got the tractor and he is going through the Takur area. Um, mm. Nowadays in, uh, in uh, Palampur, you have many tractors. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, I, there is one example that I, I really like. Last time I was in Palampur, I saw mm-hmm. a young lady on a motorcycle, which is not something I would have seen in Palampur, let's say in 86 or 85 yeah. or any of those years, actually. So yeah. I think there is something there. What I hope also really to convey, well, what we hope to convey here is that some of the good things that may happen will have to come through education, but also through women because they will have a a role to play. I think uh, they can provide education and Smita is a teacher uh, Mm -hmm. and maybe some common sense. Sometimes I'm sorry to say, but it's a bit in short supply in men. So (laughs) I hope that women have uh, more of a word in this. uh, And and, and Jean, of course, agrees with me. When I say I, it has to be understood as both of us. Uh, Mm -hmm. and, And even the recent rape case, I really I mean, that was striking. The lady was uh, cutting grass. And, and what were the four guys doing, basically? Yeah? So, so there is something there. And uh, it's really a book uh, for taking, supporting uh, Dalits, uh, uh, but yeah. also women in general. Yeah. 
Hmm. And and social change for the better, I guess, because you know figures like Babu. Uh, yes. He starts off as very pathetic, and you know when you first see him, you think, oh my god, you know he can't amount be amounting to much. But by the end of the book, he's completely kind of transformed. The reader's yes. view of him has transformed. That's you know? true, but also you know some. Uh, how can I say? Uh, not too brilliant minds, I guess, could say that we have another, yet another story of uh, non-resident Indians going to rural India and making fun of everything. You know, uh, <laughs> but in fact, when you read the book with uh, a bit carefully, you realize that this Anil guy is taken for a ride by absolutely everybody in the village, including Babu, who, who actually is on a mission to get along with him. Uh, and essentially, this Anil has not understood anything that happened to him, although he, he behaves like probably many NRIs and, and, and certainly foreigners, but also maybe Indians from the city would behave yes. in, uh, in the rural areas. Huh? Yes. Yes, that's true. I mean, uh, but Anil is also a sympathetic character. You know, uh, I, I don't know. He comes in as an NRI with all these ideas of, you know, change yes. and everything. <laughs> I and I, and thinking that things are not complicated and he can transform a place, yes. you know, and solve the issues. And of course, it's much more than that. Yeah. And at the end, he realizes it, and he realizes the complexity of everything. So I like that trajectory of both Anil and and, and his friend Babu, the you know the Dalit, the Chamar, yeah. who becomes eventually the headman or what you know. Yeah. Spoilers, but you know that whole change. So it seems to me like it's a change. Also, you're tracing the change of a society as well. Well, a little change for the society, but also a change for for Anil, who realizes that you know uh, he's different. He's not just a catalyst, as we wrote. He is uh, also somebody who is changed by the village. In fine, the village changes him too. Yes, and he, he becomes towards the end, more self-aware at least. Yes, that's true. <laughs> but at the same time, at the same time, um, Pat is much quicker, much uh, swifter at understanding that she has nothing to do there. And yeah. uh, and then she goes. She comes back later, and she goes back uh, earlier than Anil. And there is this conversation between Smita and Anil that basically mm. tells Anil that it's not your fight; it's our fight, and we will fight it. You know? Mm. Yeah. Also, uh, you know that this whole thing about I don't know. I thought I saw a parallel between that guy, the British. The colonial uh, British uh, officer Hemming yeah. and that Subramanya, uh, Subra- yes, <laughs> of course, it's the same <laughs> same kind of people. There is one guy who doesn't want dust on his shoes, and the other guy doesn't want dust on his shoes either. You know, so <laughs> so yes, there is something. But you know, you know, Manjula. One thing I I wanted to say is that there we. They, they, I was very proud the day a lady who read uh, one of the drafts of the book said uh, it's amazing that two Belgians made me smell the chapatis that my grandmother used to prepare in the village. Mm-hmm. We have tried really very hard to convey mm-hmm. what is happening in the village and I think it's worth going, it's worth 
learning about them. It's not a museum. It's not a place that you want to keep because, you know, you want to pot- protect some some idea of virtue or something like that. There is no mm-hmm. such thing. Just go and mm-hmm. learn. It's a world that is very interesting and don't be arrogant about it. That's essentially the message also. Hmm. And, uh, you know, also like for, for urban Indians, it's as far away from, from, from uh, for an urban Indian even people from Macrolly, two kilometers away, you know, but on the main road, they think they would not go to Palampur. <laughs> it's a bit dull, eh? It's a bit dull, but I think things are things are moving and people are working. Some pe- and there is also, of course, a struggle for power within the village yes, between yes. the people who used to have power and those who are coming because they work hard, essentially. Yeah? Yes, like the Moraos and the uh, yes. Dalit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you caught that power struggle. I suppose that power struggle is there everywhere in India. Is it still there in the urban area as much as it used to? Even I'm, I, I, I sense it less. But maybe I'm wrong. Eh? I'm. Uh, this is not. Tell me. Maybe not in exactly this way, but yeah, there are power. I mean, community and caste based and religious community-based power struggles. Yeah, it's, it's constant. I mean, it's one has there, to... Huh? You still feel it. Yeah, yeah. yeah you see? It is definitely a part of, uh, you know... Of so, everyday life, even in the cities. Well, you it's know? there in the background. You cannot... Uh, you, you'd have to be very... Uh, uh, blind. Yeah, blind to not see it, you know. Yes. That's economist and novelist Luc Leroux, who's collaborated with old friend and fellow economist Jean Drez on a novel, Rumble in a Village. Learn more about the complexities and goings-on in Palanpur, a village in UP, in part two of our conversation. This was a Hindustan Times production, brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast. I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.